Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First of yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday, uh, which was International uh, Women's Day. Uh, nationally, it was. Uh, it still is, internationally. Astro- astronomy, it's amazing, isn't it? How that works. Be yesterday, today, in other places. Never get over that. Uh, uh, roads, cereal, and Harry and Megan. But before any of that, uh, the health system, it's, um, oh, hang on, I'm just checking. Yeah, still broken. Uh, still not enough nurses. Still a, um, it's still FUBAR, as they say. This is usually a quieter time for hospital numbers, a time where, where medical staff can take leave, can draw breath and gird their loins for the winter ahead. At Auckland City, uh, at Auckland City Hospital, the Ambos had to step in and care for patients on Sunday and Monday because ED beds were not available. Therefore, there are no ambulances available to pick up the next people who need ED help. Patients are being diverted from Auckland hospitals to North Shore Hospital because there are some spare beds on the shore, apparently. Dunedin's the same. We all locked down, stayed home, got vaccinated, so as not to overwhelm the hospitals. Well, bugger me. The hospitals are overwhelmed, and it's not even winter. New Zealand Nurses Organisations and Daniels said the pressure on EDs means we're in trouble right now. It's not just a few hotspots that need dampening down. The entire nation is on fire. What an absolute mess. It's weird, isn't it? Um, you know, COVID's over, obviously, and yet it seems like every second person I know has got it at the moment. So I don't know how that happened. Um, I st- still do wonder if the hospitals would be even worse, and I know that's saying something. If COVID was even worse, if we hadn't taken the measures, we oh who knows? It's all hypotheticals, isn't it? We've just got to deal the cards we're dealt with. Um, probably just wipe them down with a bit of um, sanitizer first, though, before you handle them. Uh, International Women's Day. Uh, I believe Heather identifies as one. If you're a corporate, you need to start thinking about setting up a crash, even if you charge your employees to use it. If you're a media outlet, start giving this stuff some coverage. Because this is the single biggest thing holding women back from doing all the things that we complain about on International Women's Day. We complain that women aren't paid enough, the same as men. We complain that they don't climb the corporate ranks. We don't claim that they. Ha- we, cl- we complain they don't have the same number of seats around the board table. It's because of this. It's because women. But women have to look after the babies. Let's be realistic about it. Even in 2023, if daycare is too expensive, it will mostly be the mum who stays away from work. That is a fact for most mums. Even when the dads say that they're helping and they are lovely, we love them. That's why we have them in our lives, right? Credit to them. Dads are not mums. Mums are almost always where the buck stops. Yes, absolutely. Setting up creches, making this stuff free, it's going to cost money. But the sums might work out in that it might pay itself back to the government, right? All of a sudden, you've got a whole bunch of mums out there working and paying tax. That's more revenue coming in. The employer, yep, you've got another productive worker making profits in a labour market that is really tight. It's very, very hard to find good workers. But you can get one in if you can look after the kids. So cancel the opinion piece, cancel the hooey, cancel the speaking panel, forget about the stupid videos on Twitter, I don't care. Women don't need words. Women need the chance to go back 
to work help them out? Well, no, it's babies that are holding us back. We need to stop having them, right? I've made this, I don't know how many times I have to say it. We've got to stop having them. It's solved so many problems. Um, don't know if it solves uh, the road problem. You've got an EV, so when do, because you will start to pay road user charges very soon. As of next year, April 1st. April yep. 1st, is it? EVs right. start paying rucks, yep. Right. So, so no let's talk about thanks it. on that, because we've already yeah. had a few texts going, what about you EV wankers? I mean, the oh. people. Cheapest. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was in the bar. <laughs> You're supposed to edit those texts, James. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. um, EV users are going to be paying rucks as of 1st of April next year. Yeah, you wallies. 0800 is our phone number or text 9292. Genuine question, how on earth should we pay for it? Are we? I mean, I know what people think of a wealth tax, but maybe that is that is one solution that, ne- that this government needs to change their take on that. And maybe the opposition does as well. Maybe a pollution levy should be looked at. What do you think? We'd love to talk. We've got to fix our roads, man. Got to do it. It's funny, we um, had a bit of discussion in amongst the production team and when I say the production team there's two of us there's two people a team anyway uh, yesterday about whether you could say the W word on air not the Wally one the other one that James used then on air um, and I said no and I'm not that much of a prude but I feel like it's one of those ones that just prickles people a little bit what do you think forgotten what we were talking about now so let's move on to cereal nothing could go wrong there because maybe 25 30 years ago right if you're in the breakfast cereal market hubbards came along oh, and they took their workers to the pacific islands for a day off and all, an extraordinary company with all oh, hubbards you know and they had this magazine in the breakfast cereal and it seemed to be one of the great companies on the charge and it seemed as though they were going to be the great disruptor that your traditional breakfast cereals were no longer going to be around and in the last 20 years, I've wandered down the supermarket aisle, there have been tons and tons of always different kind of breakfast cereals evolving. There's been paleo ones, and there's been vegan ones, and there's been dairy-free ones, and there's been diabetic ones, and there's been uh, locally produced ones, and endless, endless, endless different variations of breakfast cereals. In fact, I haven't got involved with a website where you could design your own cereal and send it to you. Thought, gee, that's a good idea. That's a disruptor. Terrible. Could involve that sort of cooked it in honey. And if you want, know what honey's like, if you cook anything in honey, it tastes quite toxic. I tried to give them some feedback, but they weren't receptive to it. I've never heard from them then. And I guess like as a company, they disappeared. But anyway. See, obviously, I've got a lot top of mind to talk about breakfast cereal. But as I've noticed, and the kids like breakfast cereal, I'm a porridge man myself. And I just buy a giant bag of oats. And that does me. Love my oats. Um, although sometimes if you're going camping or something, it's good to grab a bag of cereal. But what I've noticed, and the kids are a great judge of that, because I'll do shopping for the kids. What do you want? Wheat bix or cornies or rices or cocoa pops. But what's happened? We've had this great food explosion. The kiwi palate has changed. We've gotten to all sorts of different foods that, you know. You know, whoever, whoever thought that Japanese Peruvian food would be a thing. But anyway, 
So suddenly over the last 20 years, we've had a total explosion of our palate and food taste, but cereals remain the same. The only cereals that the kids seem to want to buy and that dominate the shelves are the same things. Wheat Bix, Corn Flakes, Rice Bubbles, Sultana Bran, and Cocoa Pops. Just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy. I, I, certainly, I use cereal mostly as a method of getting sugar into me. But it's not, it's not, re- I think it's frowned on, isn't it, to just eat sugar straight out of a bag or a container. Whereas if, for some reason you can sprinkle it all over cereal, and obviously a lot of cereals have it pre-sprinkled, like the aforementioned cocoa pops. Sprinkled not just with sugar but with chocolate as well. Um, and then it's fine. You can start your day off sweetly. I'm not even really a sweet guy. I'm a, I'm a savoury guy, but... Anyway, uh, great talking points today. And now we've had to finish up with this. I've put this at the end because you might have got sick of the podcast by now. I mean, I don't, I've never heard of that happening, but you might have. And then you won't have to listen to Kate bang on about um, Harry and Megan again. If she claims this is the first time she's mentioned them this year, I don't They're worried that the grandchildren that they removed from the UK, that they took away from the royal family, that they chose to move all the way across to America, that they chose to lob grenades at the grandparents of, won't have a real relationship because they got evicted from Frogmore? I mean, give me a break. Any damage to the relationship has been done and is continuing to be done by Harry and Meghan themselves. The fact they want a public purse-funded royal home in the UK for the maybe one time a year that they might turn up there is ridiculous. They chose to leave. They chose to walk away, to fire endless grenades. They're lucky to have even kept their titles and to be invited to the coronation, in my view. Honestly, I'm so over the delusion. I didn't watch the Netflix special. I never read his book. I didn't watch as many softball interviews after the book. I didn't watch him getting diagnosed live on air by a trauma expert. There's only so much oversharing one needs to participate in. I get the drift. I just think enough's enough. And again, no ill will intended their way. Had they done what they said they were going to do, most of us wouldn't have an issue with it. But in doing the exact opposite, they've brought all this on themselves. And there is no one else to blame but each other. Yeah, I'm sure that was a great point well made. I, I just didn't listen. I just, As soon as anybody mentions any member of the royal family, uh, my brain just um, literally goes into hibernation mode. I flatline. It's probably quite dangerous. Um, it's probably like, uh, what's that thing? Sleep apnea. Yeah, it's one of those conditions that you don't realise you have until you die, and then it's too late. So people need to stop mentioning the royal family around me, because I just go... And if they go on too long, um, your body won't work. Uh, I'm Glenn ZB, that has been News Talk ZB. Uh, We'll see you back here again for another one tomorrow, as long as nobody mentions the royal family. This week on The Parenting Hangover, we have a very special guest, Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame of the podcast, How Other Dads Dad is our guest on the podcast. He's like a dad that I definitely idolise. I'm really excited for this. Here I am freaking out about what we're going to talk about, and then we both just agreed like a minute before it started, just bantered to him like he's a regular dad, and that's what we did, and he's just a legendary dad, so I'm, I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.